okay, confess it, own up to it, admit it. How many times have you thought of the Holy Spirit as a force, Obi-Wan? <laughs> and not as a person. Now we confess, profess, belief in God, three persons. The Father, the first person of the Blessed Holy Trinity, the Son, the second person of the Blessed Holy Trinity, and the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Holy Trinity. Who is the Holy Spirit? In the Anglican Church, where I came through, I like to tell the deacon candidates that I was the only guy who had to be run through twice. In the Anglican tradition, the title Holy Ghost, or name Holy Ghost, is used more frequently, uh, more customarily than Holy Spirit. Sometimes I think that that older form, and some of you will remember Holy Ghost in the Catholic Church, but you won't admit it. So... Sometimes I think that Holy Ghost helps us to relate to the Spirit more as a person because we think of ghost, at least we think of a personage, a personality coming to us from the spirit realm. But nonetheless, we associate ghost with a person perhaps more than we do spirit. But who is the Holy Spirit? Perhaps it would be better if we used one of his names given to us in Scripture, Parakletos. Parakletos. So say that with me. Parakletos. Parakletos. One word. Paraclete. Paraclete means one who stands beside, one who stands with us. So maybe we can relate better by calling the Holy Spirit Paraclete, the one who stands beside us. But he's also given other names and designations in Scripture. Advocate. Well, this would be the translation of paraclete. But advocate is another personal term. Invokes in our minds a person who is our advocate. Also, our counselor. The Spirit is our counselor. He is also our guide, another name or title or designation given to the Holy Spirit is our guide. All of these referencing a person. And he's also called our teacher. Did I say that already? Sometimes I repeat myself. Um, the teacher. He's also our teacher. So now we think again. Think of 
the important teachers in our lives. We think of persons. And the last one I want to refer to from Scripture, though there are more, is comforter. Comforter. This is a very personal designation for the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do for us? Well, all of those things are very important. He is our advocate. That is, the Holy Spirit makes known our petitions and needs to God. In fact, St. Paul tells us that we pray in the Spirit, and the Spirit helps us when we cannot express our deepest needs. The Holy Spirit is our, uh, our guide through our lives, so He helps us to discern the uh, path we should take, the turns we should make, the decisions we should undertake. We get that assistance from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also, as we said, a teacher. So uh, what we cannot know by reason or by intellectual uh, investigation, the Holy Spirit reveals to us. And when we are deeply distressed and in need of comfort, companionship, assistance at a time of desperation or crisis in our lives, profound loss perhaps, the Holy Spirit comforts us, strengthens, builds us up when we are weak and we are faltering. Now there's something in the synagogue. So there was, there's the Catholic Church, Anglican, Episcopal tradition, now I'm going back to my Jewish roots. So in the synagogue, there is something called Midrash. Midrash. Say that with me. Midrash. Midrash. Um, this is a commentary on the Scripture, but it's an authoritative commentary on the Scripture. It's not just you know, opinion. It, it, is, a, it is an authorita authoritative opinion. And uh, uh, St. Paul refers to himself in his letter to the Philippians as a rock-ribbed Hebrew-speaking rabbi. Did you know that? Paul speaks of himself this way. He says that I am a Hebrew-speaking Hebrew. That's what he says in Philippians about himself. And uh, he would certainly know the Midrash. In fact, he would have to give a Midrash in the synagogue many, many times. And he gives us a Midrash. He gives us a commentary, an authoritative commentary. I can't lose my Walmart uh, receipt. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and uh, verse 11, he gives us this commentary on the Holy Spirit, listen carefully, among human beings. How many human beings here this morning? Raise your hand. Very good. That's the first step. Okay. 
among human beings, who knows what pertains to a person except the spirit of the person that is within them? Among human beings, who knows the depths of a person except the spirit of the person that is within them? We're going to come back to that in a moment. But listen to this. Similarly, no one knows what pertains to God except the Spirit of God. So what does the Holy Spirit teach us about ourselves? What do I learn about myself? What do you learn about yourself from the Holy Spirit but that you are spiritual? This is very important. There is a massive 70-year experiment in denying the spiritual in human beings. Do you know of this experiment? It lasted for just a little more than 70 years. And it involved virtually tens hundreds of millions of participants in this massive study of denying, taking away, and for that matter, even sanctioning, punishing the spiritual aspects of the human person. It was called the Soviet Union. Does anybody remember that? The Soviet Union, all the Russian countries and their satellites, also referred to as the communist countries, denied the spiritual in the human person and, in fact, made it punishable and attempted to raise two generations of atheists. And guess what happened? It all fell apart in the end. Even the communist leaders were secretly being baptized because there was the absolute necessity of acknowledging and experiencing the insight that comes to the human person from the spiritual realm, from the aspect of the spiritual. The Holy Spirit confirms to us that we are spiritual. And how does this help us in our lives? Well, one of the first things is our conscience. The Holy Spirit assists our conscience. Now you say, well, wait a minute, a person can be good without believing in God, and that's true. That's absolutely accurate. But there are times when we need that assistance in order to be better persons. So, for instance, when you're out on 83 and somebody cuts right in front of you and a certain digit on the end of your hand is rising to the occasion and your conscience says, ah, 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 but isn't strong enough to resist, the Holy Spirit, our Lord says, convicts us of sin. It 
that there is a, an action, even though the conscience is present, the Holy Spirit aids our conscience and assists us. He helps us to overcome the, the temptations to do wrong. So that's a very important way that the Holy Spirit helps us. But also, we hear that the Holy Spirit gives in the second reading today from St. Paul another midrash on the text. St. Paul tells us that he gives different gifts to us, different insights, different uh, abilities and capacities and sensitivities. So what is the Holy Spirit doing in those gifts? But helping us find our vocation. The Holy Spirit helps us to identify our strengths and maximizes those strength and strength over the course of our lives. So the Holy Spirit is assisting us in finding, confirming, and expressing our individual vocations such that it helps us for the whole of society, of community, of family, of enterprise, and most especially of church. All these relations that we have, the Holy Spirit helps us understand how we work together to make ourselves better. And then finally, the last thing I'll comment on is that the Holy Spirit assists the church in her mission so that each one of us, as members of Christ's body, as members of the church, are empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry out this magnificent mission of mercy in the world. Oftentimes we think of the work of the church as being so far beyond us and so far above us and so far from us, but actually we are the church. Individually, we are the church. And so we are empowered by the Spirit to carry out that work of mercy in the world. So today, perhaps we've caught now a better glimpse of the Holy Spirit as a person who stands with us, in us, and goes before us to help us to be better at what God has created each of us to be.